0: And welcome back to Jam Radio, everybody. I'm your host, Jeremy Siegel, alongside my co-host, Mike. Yo. And today, we have a very special guest to kick off the podcast with, the champion of Week 2. Everyone's probably favorite song from Week 2 as well.
1: Chappy. What the freak is up, dudes? Hello, hello. Uh...
0: Thank you so much for joining us. I, I it's an honor that you'd even respond to us, little people on the internet, reaching out to you. Facts, but uh, we, yeah, we loved your song. It was the de facto winner of week two between the both of us.
2: And I've definitely been playing it for over a year now.
0: Uh, easily,
1: honestly, I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Um, I love podcasting and I can't believe you found me honestly I'm glad that the song reached you and that you guys liked it and further liked it enough to put it on your list of 2020 and then talk about it on the podcast and then reach out to me (laughs) to come talk to you guys about it I love that change
0: it's Uh, it's a weird world we live in where you can reach out and talk to artists and them actually Mm -hmm. respond back to you. Mm -hmm. You'd think with a person like yourself, having 2 million streams on Spotify, you'd kind of be like, I'm a big shot now, but you were like on it right back to us and like, Hey, thank you so much. So humble about it too. Um, Mm. It's, it's a real honor. I think for both me and Mike to have you.
2: Yep for sure,
0: but
1: honestly, thank you, I loved week one Uh, already, I got to listen to week one at least, Um, did you
2: listen to any of the songs in the playlist from week one?
1: I did, I was just talking with um, Siegel he was uh, we were saying how I am a super nostalgic person and so the one that so am I, yeah, the one that caught, he he was saying that I would love your Style of music. And the one that I did listen to from week one was the song that you described as nostalgic. It was like the super group from Atlanta. Um, Oh,
0: yeah, that's Nana Grizzle. Nana Grizzle, yeah, yeah. Photos from when we were young. Oh, well,
2: yeah, that's like a song about nostalgia, right? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, loved that
1: one.
0: And ironically, that was my song, not Mike's. Uh, Oh, uh, it was yours? Yeah, yeah, it was actually my song, okay. but I'll that's a very single okay. song. No, I'll take it. Uh yeah, that's that's a I've only listened to that song by them, but I know the rest of their stuff is very folk heavy and it's it's
2: very good. I'm um, gonna put you on Kai Dreams, Chappie. Check out Kai Dreams great artist. Dude, okay,
1: after <laughs> week one, I <laughs> oh, no. I was thinking, I was like, do I need to start
2: listening to this? Well, I think you might it seems like he might be your kind of thing. Such a it's a nostalgic vibe.
1: I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna give it a listen, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: and if you like Kai Dreams, everybody, I think in two weeks there's a week where Mike recommends four or five out of the seven songs as Kai Dream songs. So <laughs> you you will love that week if you like Kai Dreams. Uh, Stretch goal be. to get Kai Dreams in the podcast. <laughs> I that would yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> I said in the first episode. Dirt.
1: This is us, JMC Radio. <laughs> We're in, in, me, please. Please come on our podcast.
0: Ironically, that I'm pretty sure there is a podcast called JMC Radio already. No yeah. Uh there are a few that are like there's actually a podcast called jam Radio, but the guy hasn't uploaded in like a year and a half, so we just stole his name, basically. Uh,
1: nice, um, nice, really well. Uh, What's that called? Like, I can't remember what it's called. It's not like negligence, but it's like you, you basically win, you win the copyright name because no. like inactivity or something. I can't remember what it's called.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I've, made a I'm not up seat. on my copyright law. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm an artsy guy, not smarts in that brand. But uh, actually... Let's get down a little bit to the more nitty gritty. Yeah. Uh, one one of the first questions is that, is this your first interview as an artist? Because honestly, I tried to look around and see if anyone has like interviewed you before, but you're kind of like, you have a, like no online presence, which is honestly, I wish I didn't have an online presence because the shit out there sucks. It's like old Twitter profiles of like me when I was like four years old and <laughs> like smiling deeply into the camera and that'll always be on the internet. Um, The only thing I could find like, so is this your first interview as an artist as Chappie?
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny. I, I, so I went to, I moved to Nashville. Um, I came here to to go to school, to study music. Um, I went to Belmont university. I studied voice there. Um, And I put Colorado out. My it was like my junior or senior, I guess it was my senior year. Yeah. Senior year of college with the intention of watching ride right out of school and starting this music project. Um, and I launched it as a single kind of with the idea that I would finish the project um, along the way um, and fund for it. And I uh I actually I got involved in some other things out of school. Um, I launched a screen printing company with a buddy of mine. Rocket and...
0: Boys Print Company. Yes. I did my research. I did my no research. Did my <laughs> research. <laughs> oh, sadly, hell. sadly you guys ended that in twenty nineteen, I think it said. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Nardwalk oh. over here. Chill out. Oh yeah. Wow. That's no, Sean Evans from Hot Ones. <laughs> but yeah, close.
2: Um
1: Yes, I yeah, my my business partner and dear friend um decided that he wanted to he didn't adventure like long term one stay in Nashville and and he wanted different things uh in life. So it wasn't like a beef thing like I hate you man. It was uh it was very amicable, like no, you need to go do this to be a whole full person. Um and so that ate, that eats up i mean starting your own company you know eats up a lot of your not only your time but your creative energy and you know it's like your passion project so music kind of took a back seat and colorado took off in the streaming world and but i hadn't paired it with a musical plan or like you know, an artist plan, you know, or anything after I was just releasing independently. And so that's why there are no interviews, like no tours, (laughs) no like shows or anything, because I basically dropped this coming out of school with the idea that this is going to be a part of a full length project and then did something else for like four years. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I mean, You came back. You came back to your roots eventually. and Yes. uh, You spoke of Belmont College. Uh, I looked up because I didn't know where that was. Obviously, it's in Nashville, Mm -hmm. where you're based Mm -hmm. now. And my favorite notable alumni from Belmont is Florida-Georgia line. Uh, Uh They both went there, uh, which is just funny. I didn't know that that's where they were from. I thought they were from Florida or Georgia, but neither of them are. Um, Yep interesting choice of place to go, but it looks like a prestigious uh, music program there. they ranked very highly, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of those cool universities that, like, I think even people that go there to study business or film or even nursing or med or something, there's just a draw of even if you're majoring in that, it's probably somebody that still loves music or some form of creative expression. I mean, there's a lot of people there that would, you know, say that art or songwriting or music isn't their thing, which is awesome. It'd be weird if everybody was that way, but <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is it it pulls a lot of people who want to be involved in music, even if it's you know not
0: their major or more more than music too you know it's got a great film school well speaking of music uh so i think in the introduction episode we talked about uh our musical journey is what i called it Mm -hmm. but like so like what were your what did you grow up listening to and how has that like evolved to what you're listening to now i'm just I, i think that says a lot about what a person's musical taste is
1: yeah Um, I started playing music and singing music really seriously, like in high school. Um, and my two, the two ways that I did that were musical theater, uh, and at my school and then, um, like leading worship around Atlanta. Uh, I grew up in Atlanta. Okay. Um, so I went, I went to a, a school in Atlanta. And so I did a lot of playing for church music and chapel stuff at my school and a lot of musical theater stuff. I almost went to college to do musical theater, decided on just studying voice, a major that Belmont called commercial voice. And that's really when I started to sing more than those two genres i was listening to at the time through high school though it was like the bands that i was discovering for myself like i remember a few i loved switchfoot and john foreman a ton i loved
0: uh coldplay um always a good pick
1: oh yeah um and then my dad was would always show me these bands that just stuck with me forever. Uh, ELO is one of those big ones. Um, ELO's dope. I freaking love ELO. Jeff Lynne is such an inspiration to me. Um, yeah, bands like uh, ELO and U2, honestly. Um, I feel like I was always listening to bands. Um, yeah, the big the rock bands. bands. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um,
1: anyways, and then in I guess 2012, 2013, in the folk takeover explosion world, that's yeah. like when I was learning how to play guitar and acoustic guitar, and so a lot of my style is influenced by that kind of music. I'm, I'm a rhythm player, you know, a rhythm guitar player, mainly. And a vocalist, and so um, I see that era influence my style a lot. Not like copying it or anything, but just that I'm rooted in playing acoustic instruments first, like acoustic guitar and acoustic banjo.
0: Well, you—I mean, you went to school at Belmont again. Really giving mm-hmm. a plug to Belmont here, um, but it's right next to Nashville, which I'm mm-hmm. sure is. I think they call it like the music city pretty sure that's like their trademark uh yeah so and you still live there now uh i think you label yourself as an americana artist which i don't even know like what that means
2: anymore i think it's just like folk (laughs) kind of like that's like what i called the song we were talking about it like this is like an americana type thing i don't really i barely know like what it means either
0: yeah there's no like i mean i looked it up and it's just like it's a combination of everything, and I'm like, well, that doesn't help. Um, <laughs> it's like roots-based and uh, mm-hmm. folk and country. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you're yeah. the artist.
1: <laughs> yeah, Americana is an amazing genre. To a lot of people, can be a catch-all because somebody like I, I say, I'm Americana rock, so I'm influenced okay. by rock and roll, guitar. And some electric uh, meeting acoustic sounds. Then there's guys like I don't know if you know like Tyler Childers or like Coulter Wall. They're I'm like familiar. this roots Americana that that if you heard them, they sound like uh, country singers uh, in a okay. way, or like influenced by country songwriting, country guitar playing, and it just spans
3: this vast like
1: breadth of, of genre um
0: not certain like
1: traditional country to rock and roll and blues and
0: yeah when i think of uh americana the first band that always comes to mind for me is uh jason isbell and the 400 unit which i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure is from alabama not tennessee mm-hmm. but they're like I, there's a song later in the list called "If we were Vampires," which is like their big hit uh, um, which yeah. I'm like i love uh I love jason isbel I think it's Isbel um yeah. so that's but yeah, you definitely have a more of an upbeat sound than them, so mm-hmm. I get how you have that rock inspiration as the tagline of Americana after your name
1: yeah
2: um, and obviously it's kind of into... hard to put like a drama to your song like it just. The only way I can describe it is like road trip music. Like,
1: Dude, that's think, kind of what I say it is. Like, I think
0: that's literally how we describe it in the episode. We said like, this is huh? the ultimate road trip song. I know you yeah. haven't heard it, but it's basically yeah. what we say about it.
1: That's so cool. Because that's, that's how I describe it too. I call it windows down music. or like road trip
0: music. <laughs> I like that. Windows uh, down music. Um,
2: that so is yeah. definitely
0: windows down music it's a perfect song to road trip to, to kick off a road trip, I think. Um Do you, so was that song or was Colorado inspired by like a road trip somewhere? Like you said, you even describe it as that. So was it inspired by that and like story behind Colorado?
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I, I've come to find out
3: that a big, Chunk
1: of almost like a space that is an office for me in a way is my car. Okay. Uh, I feel like I listen and write music the best when I am in my car, like on a highway. Interesting. Um, yeah, which is wild. And I didn't really think that that's what I was doing for a long time until like recently. I just realized I just I I like draft and listen to the same thing over and over again, and I'm picking apart things, songs, and writing melodies in my head. If I'm driving, and it's this idea that like there's motion happening, like beside me, like I'm moving somewhere, I'm going somewhere. That is just so energetic and like inspiring to me. Um, So Colorado. Um, I, I, I love the story of Colorado. It, I, I actually started writing it uh, when I was in high school, a senior in high school. Wow. Um, when I was on my way, I was actually going to a Young Life camp. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Young Life at all, but it was the first time I was going. I looked into it. To... <laughs> you are an amazing researcher.
0: Well, it's on, it's on your Kickstarter, which we'll get to after you're done with this story. Yeah, so yeah. that's why. That's why I learned about, I know the story of the song, but I want to hear from you.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I started writing the song on my way, my first time to a young life camp when I was in high school. And then I, I put it down and I didn't really come back to it. Um, and I didn't finish it until I went back to the same camp Four years later, when I graduated college, uh, I went to work um, and play music at the camp.
3: Okay. So I I traveled back
1: to this camp in Colorado. And while I was there, finished, like rearranged the song and finished the lyrics to it. And I was like, oh my God, that's it just needed to sit dormant for like five years.
0: No, I, I think a lot of, I don't want to say all creative people think like mm. that, but you do need to sort of take a while to let it work itself out. But it must be weird to sort of put a song out and then just watch it slowly tick up to like, I think it's that over 2 million plays on Spotify. I think we did, did it, like, immediately fun. get
2: popular? Or was it, like, not a lot of people listened to it originally, or then, like, was it, like, a sudden uptick in listens? I'm kind of interested to see how that works. Yeah. Do you remember? I think
1: Yeah, yeah. I think what happened is I, I put it out um, before I was going to play a different Young Life camp in Georgia, uh, like, the fall of 2017. So I put it out in October. Um, and it got a few thousand listens for a while, like from people that were at the camp um, and like friends of mine in Nashville and, and Atlanta and just kind of over the Southeast. And so it sat at like a few thousand for like five months, I think, maybe four or five months. And then I think it was March, I was hanging out somewhere and somebody walked into the room and they were like, dude, I can't believe you're Spotify, man. You have so many people listening to your song. What are you talking about? (laughs) And I pulled it up, and I had 30,000 monthly listeners. Oh, wow. In like a night, and I think um, it had just been put on Discover Weekly, and the Spotify gods ranged down
0: on me. Yeah, I'm, and... I'm pretty sure. I I think I found it later than that, but I, that's mm-hmm. how I found it I, it's through the Spotify. Just like you'll like this song, um, mm-hmm. and obviously it was right. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's it's so interesting that I guess that's the world we live in now, where something can just pop off like that. Anything can go viral now. Yeah. Uh, like this podcast share it with all your friends uh get us it's more
1: listening. let's go
0: <laughs> yeah baby uh, you, we can make a jmc podcast uh i'm you gonna
1: just... see guys on the ground floor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> honestly you are um I'm a part it's, of this now. it's such an honor but music you're not done with mm. it obviously because mm. uh, obviously now you got two million followers or listeners a month you got to follow that up so like I mentioned earlier, uh, there was a Kickstarter campaign that you started uh, in 20, 2019, 2020? I forget the date.
1: 2020,
0: yeah. 20, oh, yeah, the end of 2020. Wow. And it got backed. You asked for money, and people gave you that money. Congrats on it getting funded. It got funded pretty Thanks. quickly. Um, uh, but yes, the LP that you're working on now, Wrestle Me, uh, <laughs> is the title of it. And it's tell me about that process because you literally just came from the recording studio <laughs> to be on this podcast. So obviously, you're still working on it. Uh, how is it going?
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I, like I kind of said before, I, I wrote Colorado with the intention of it being a part of a collection of more songs. And I, I funded. A while back, like when I was in college, when I started putting out Colorado, I was going to do like a small EP, smaller collection of these songs. And then as they sat
3: on the back burner and I grew up and my
1: music influences grew and changed and and started to reach a point where I, I knew I wanted to start putting out music, this project always felt like it was just going to be my first. I don't know how to describe it, but it was just this thing of, like, I am writing different songs now. You know, I'm influenced by other sounds now, but I have to do this one
3: first. Um, And
1: so I, that's where the Kickstarter came from. Um, I... Joined up with a consulting manager here in Nashville. Um, Their company is called Olivia Management. They're amazing. Um, Erin is the girl who heads that up. And she kind of lit a fire under my ass a little bit about kind of at least making me think about music in a way. It's like, hey, here's what you got to do to make this happen. You want to do this, right? And I think I just needed another voice that wasn't me, you know, in the room to say, hey, do this. No, it makes and, sense. And so, so that's where the Kickstarter came from um, because I knew because so much time had passed when I started writing this music and so much influence, time to be influenced had passed.
0: <laughs> if that makes sense? No, I get it.
1: I was like, I think I need more songs uh, to contextualize me growing up in this time period. You know, um, I think I I'm a big context person. I love that's why I love listening to music like in record format. Okay. Um, you know, like consuming music as like these uh, concepts. You know, these, like, albums, records. Um, anyways. So, so, yeah, that's where WrestleMe came from, was this idea that I need to finish this, and I need more songs to do it. So I'm working with the same guy that I put out Colorado with. His name is Zach Hughes. He's amazing. He, his studio for a while was called Lost Harbor. It's in Nashville. he built built this awesome recording room um, full kind of studio off the back of his house. Now he just goes by his name, Zach Hughes. And so the Kickstarter was funded amazingly. Um, Never felt more like George Bailey in my life (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) than when people, you know, backed a project like that. Say, hey, we want you to do this really humbling experience. And so now we're in the tracking phase of this full length record. That's
2: um, awesome. Yeah. Any sneak peek of the type of stuff you're gonna make for us or like
1: Yeah, I I uh
2: it's, you don't have to spoil it if you don't want to. I'm just interested. No no
1: um I feel like a lot of my favorite records and artists it's this idea of um, it's the sound of a room and normally the sound of real instruments and real takes. Um, and so it's fun because making the record is just Zach and I. Um, and then the only part that we hire out for right now, the only player we hire is a drummer. Um, his name is Zach too. So it's just Chappy and of Zachs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach. Bodman, he's a phenomenal Nashville drummer. He's amazing. He's scary good. And then we might hire some special parts here and there. But it's it's basically Zach Hughes and I, the producer, uh, engineer, trying to recreate the feel of these real instruments. This room that's kind of alive. So um, I'm really excited about this project because it spans a lot of my musical inspiration. From the past years, like from when I started Colorado to me now. Yeah. So it's I like, like starts with sounds like the Oh, hellos, um, and, you know, these kind of cinematic folk uh, sounds, um, and moves through classic folk singer songwriter like James Taylor and uh, like those kind of sounds into. Kind of what I love now, and what my dad grew me up on, like Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is my freaking shit right now, <laughs> um, and like the Black Keys, even into like some garage rock. Okay, uh, world. We just finished, or we uh, we just did a few takes today on a song called "When You Say Goodbye to Something." It's a freaking Track title drop right there. Only JM yeah. Radio exclusive. Wow. Dude,
2: JM Radio <laughs> had it first.
1: Yeah, JM wow. Radio had it first. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like a, it's like a classic. It's like more in that James Taylor, almost like John Foreman, Bonnie Light Horseman kind of folk, uh, Shuffley folk sounding it's it's the last track on the record
0: exciting do you have a i mean this might be too far in advance to ask but do you have a release schedule yet like end of 2021 or something
1: yeah yeah it's kind of so i i built out a loose schedule with um olivia management my consulting manager the initial hope and idea was to be finished with tracking and start putting out singles so that the record can come out early summer.
0: Um, This year? Yes. Oh, wow. That's much sooner than I expected. That'll be on this year's playlist then. For sure. It'll definitely Um, be on this year's.
1: (laughs) Here's what I will say. (laughs) That was the hope. That was the goal. Um, I think with Zach and I, we're getting quicker and better at it. but. It's just a different process creating a live band take with just two guys, and not being able to arrange, rehearse a band, and come in and track a song. For oh the yeah, day and basically get a take of a song each day type thing. Or on some you're instances, getting, four takes. parts. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, we're building so where if we had a band that we were rehearsing. We would rehearse and then come in and track for a day, and maybe we would take one of those takes.
0: Sounds like a Beach Boys. Like you're building up everything, all the yes. different tracks, and you got uh-huh. to master everything. Like you're Zach. Uh-huh. Sounds like you're Brian. Uh, Brian Wilson. Yeah, Brian, Brian Wilson. Wilson.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds like your producer he, man. He
1: he is for sure. He's he's awesome. I was I was really excited. We we kind of decided amongst ourselves that we were gonna. Go for the real sounds on everything. Um, and Make
0: it
3: authentic.
1: Track, yeah, try to track real instruments. So we're dealing with real organs, real pianos.
0: Oh, organ. Real, organs yeah. and horns need to be in more songs, by my. Dude. I think.
1: I agree. There's nothing I, like an organ to
3: realize. When,
0: when you grow up with my dad's music, uh, which was. Uh, Prog rock from the 1960s, so mm-hmm. Camel, Procol Harum, Alan Parsons Project. There's
3: Prokul all these Harum. bands.
0: You know Procol Harum?
1: Yes, I know them um, for that famous B3 song, uh,
0: "Whiter Shade of Pale." Whiter
1: Shade of Pale, yeah.
0: I've I've never met another human that knows Procol Harum. Really? Um, That's like my an dad iconic
1: is, B3 sound.
0: Well, that song they know. A lot of yeah. people know that song, but then they're like, I know the song, but I don't know the band. Um, my dad is actually friendly with the entire band because they have, like, no fans now. Um, and they no, still tour. your, dad's,
2: your dad's a big... The... <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: not talk about my father. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, I'm impressed anyone knows Procol Harem. But yeah, organs. That was the big thing. Uh, mm. In that style of music, there's a lot of... Hammond organs oh yeah I think there needs to be more of that in modern music
1: that
3: was and, like
0: yeah
1: the first real instrument that after a while Zach kind of asked me a question just one day like before we started track. our idea was that we were going to take one full band song and make it a workhorse for the record and basically find every sound that we wanted using one song you know so we would track our acoustic guitar a million different ways so that when whenever we want to fire off kind of the rest of the record we know oh we like this piano sound oh we like this vocal sound we like the way the guitar you know sounds when we we throw it through this um and so I, I just remember him asking me like, what's the thread through the whole record? Like, what's the, what do you see as like tying?" Cause again, like I said, they kind of span in a way a lot of genre influences. Yeah. It was still me and the, the organ was the answer for me. Was oh, interesting. This, this, Huge hunk of wood being thrown into a Leslie speaker, shooting sound all over the room. That kind of gritty, like holiness yeah. in the organ. I was like, "That's that's, that's it. it." That yeah. sounds
3: that sounds awesome.
2: Yeah,
1: well, I, I'm
3: excited
0: now for the. excited yeah. to hear it, I, Dude,
1: I'm excited so, for you guys to hear it
0: sometime this year. You don't know exactly Yes. when. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I want I want people to know. So it's like they're like expecting it. It's like
1: Right, yeah. I wish I could say March seventeenth, twenty
0: twenty
3: one. The reality is we're still
1: tracking.
0: It's art. You know? It takes time. Yeah. That's what people yeah. should come to expect from art. Uh, I really I want it
1: out for road tripping season which well, starts few, in spring and, there's a few
0: problems with the road tripping idea right now but uh,
1: uh, yeah I guess that's uh, true
0: <laughs> so you, maybe summer will be weekend.
1: fine yeah
0: um,
2: social distancing road trip yeah Yeah. you have to sit you know, in the I road back trip the by car.
0: myself
1: all the time road tripping to me is going by myself
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you can listen to those the are music. probably all like you can just go whenever right you don't even have to plan it
1: yeah throw a tent in the back of your car
2: oh
0: wow you're like really roughing it on your road trip
1: i i i do love that
2: do you think you do you just like on a whim just go sometimes i feel like you're the kind of guy to just like
1: i have done that before and
2: you're just yeah, sitting there one like, day. And you're like, you know what? I, I don't want to be here anymore. Time the road trip. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's there a few times when I at least maybe asked some friends, like, "Hey, you want to go to Asheville? You know, with me or something." And plans fall through, and I just still have it in my head, in my soul, and I'm like, I can't not go. And so I'll just still go. I mean by myself and go back back.
0: That's I wish I had that zest to just be like, I'll do it by myself. Well, single Fuck you guys he drives I'm going from by Texas myself. to
2: New York all the time. Well that's to go back to He's see my really? mom.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love those. Mm-hmm. I love that road trip. I listen He's a big podcast. driver. He he doesn't he likes to just drive. Well, mm-hmm. here's a JM radio exclusive. Uh the reason I thought of this podcast was I listened to a podcast called the 500 uh, by Josh Adam Myers, who goes down the list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. And so he's on like 400 now, but it's going to take him to like 2029 to do all the albums. Cause he releases it every week. Um, yeah. I'm really far behind, but that's how I got listening to new music. I, I, and I was like, "Oh, we can make a podcast out of this!" Like this mm-hmm. idea that me and Mike started. Um, mm-hmm. He does it much better than us, uh, <laughs> I have to say. Uh, no but, way, <laughs> um, but yeah, I found a bunch of bands through that: the Hopple, the Hoople, um, mm-hmm. just a lot, a lot of weird. There's some Echo and the Bunny Men, Echo and the Bunny Men. It's like what some weird 1970s band that had like one good album and it made this list uh, and then there's obviously like in the top 100 albums it's the Beatles, Rolling Stones Beach Boys, it's all those kind of mm-hmm. iconic bands One Day, mm-hmm. Wrestle Me by Chappie right, um, we'll, yes, we'll definitely make that list
1: yeah yes, I gotta sir. put it out before he finishes his top 100 <laughs>
0: They haven't updated the list since 2012, so maybe they'll, they'll update the list further down the line and be like, this chappy guy. Top 10. to send it straight to, to him. <laughs> you, should, you should reach out to uh, the, the 500 guy. I'm sure he'll have you on. He needs hey, guests.
1: It works. It
2: if anything, does.
1: If this, if this episode proves anything, it works.
2: <laughs> Shoot your shot.
0: Honestly. But I, yeah, I mean, here's a question, and this might be too personal. We could just cut it. Why are you called Chappy? I know your real name, but I know you don't probably want your real name out there.
1: But, no, that's okay. Honestly. Okay, is,
0: Dude, it so <laughs> is it just because
1: you're?
0: Is it just because what your last name is? It's just like shortened. Yes. Or? Yeah.
1: It comes. It comes from my last name, uh, which okay. is pronounced
0: Chapu. Oh,
1: oh! French. I know okay. that. See, I bet you know yeah. that one.
0: I no, I was called. Well, it.
1: well his name face, is man.
0: his <laughs> name is Chappy. So even the like name suggests that you pronounce it chap, Chep-a- Chep-a. You ever see the? You ever
2: see the movie Chappy about the robot?
1: Yes, Chappy. <laughs> the South African Chappie's a book. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: With uh, was that um, Di ant That weird band started. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh.
0: They're like. uh, Yeah, they're a South African weird, like, uh EDM band or something. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They got, like, weird bowl cut pink hair Uh or something.
1: Yeah, uh huh. Uh, Um, So, yeah, Chappie comes from my last name.
0: Um, Just a nickname growing up or something?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. I guess people started calling me that in high school. It's like a. My dad was called that when he was young. It's like a, you earn your chappy badge.
0: Uh, it's, <laughs> the same, it's the same thing with me. My dad was called Siegel growing up. And so oh. my friends started calling me that. I mean, it's my name, it's not like
3: mm-hmm.
0: changed in any way, but yeah. now everyone, I just introduced myself now as my last name to people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it didn't make the podcast name sound good. So we went with my first, my real first name jm like fm and am we got our own our own radio your station own
1: freaking wavelength,
0: right? yeah That's, that should be our catchphrase i'm gonna put our own freaking wavelength dash chappy Please. <laughs> you're really out on the bottom dude. floor dude
1: i'm trying
0: man. <laughs> if you still had your uh printing service we could have used you as our distributor
1: <laughs> i know i'm so sorry um, I think eventually I would love to, I, 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 kept all of our equipment. The hope is to one day be able to kind of redo a, a space of my own that where I can go out and print when I'm inspired to, because I, I loved printing. I loved graphic design and screen printing. I miss it sometimes, but doing it as your full-time job
0: was a different beast
1: yeah i mean it was we, we loved it we were having fun we
0: it. well it has been amazing talking to you and learning about mm. hell yeah everything um from colorado to your new lp which will come out sometime this year yes um, yes
1: it is if i get through this year and it's not out i will follow my own sword it's,
0: <laughs> it's, <laughs> It has to come out this year. It will. Well, we can't wait. Uh, We continue suggesting songs back and forth, so whenever you come out with your new uh, LP, uh, Mm -hmm. it'll definitely be back on our new list of recommendations. Um,
2: Yeah, bro. But
0: thank you so much, Chappie, for being here. Uh, I think this will be its own episode. I
3: love
0: it. So... Uh, where can people find you? I mean, we have a less of a following than you, but maybe one day we bro- blow up and they'll come back to this episode.
1: Dude, I'm counting on it. I'm counting on Jam Radio exploring. Um. Yes, my, a few different ways you can find me. My, all my social media handles are at music. C-H-A-P-P-Y. It'll also be all- in the
0: description of this episode just so everyone knows.
1: Love it. All of my, I'm on all streaming services, uh, all caps, Chappy, C-H-A-P-P-Y. Um, and that is honestly the best way, um, if you have Spotify, the best way to follow the, when I start releasing this stuff. Um, if you follow an artist, Spotify is the only place you can do it right now, which is kind of cool and also a bummer. But, you know, you you get a notification when I drop a single or something. My website is www.itschappy.com. And that is, uh, I have an email list. And that is also probably the best way to follow the progress of me making the record.
0: And it's very easy to sign up for your email list because I did it. Um,
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, I did see that come through
0: yeah it was on a weird like yeah it was a weird account but you probably saw my last name which Mm -hmm. is the first part of that account yeah um i I also
1: have oh sorry
0: no no you you go okay okay
1: i also um just something that i'm very passionate about and very excited about in life and in the world i um my dear, dear friends and I, we just launched our first podcast, too, actually. What? Um, and it's, a, uh, it's based on D&D. Um, oh, it okay. is a storytelling podcast. Um, but we, we kind of take it a little further in sound design. And
2: oh, that's awesome.
1: Score the whole thing. I'm one half of the score team.
2: Are you a big Critical Um, Role fan, Chappie? Do you like?
1: Yes, yes, big time. I'm Um, so lost. So go on. Well, honestly, I I would love to hear what you think about it because the hope is that it is an approachable um, thing to listen to for people that don't even know what D and D is, or you know, fantasy or anything. We just want it to be an entertaining story.
2: No, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm definitely. De- is it? Is is it up anywhere yet? No, no. Or... Yes,
1: yes. It's called oh, it the the Tabletop Tales. Um,
2: I'll
0: look that
1: up right our now. Our social media, yeah. Our social media is underscore the Tabletop Tales. Uh, oh, somebody
0: had, are... somebody had Tabletop Tales.
1: Yes, <laughs> a... actually. Nah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So legally, we are the Tabletop Tales. <laughs> <laughs> Our website is www.thetabletoptails.com. We have three, uh, what we call movements instead of episodes. We have three movements out. Uh, we release one every two weeks. So, movement four comes out next Wednesday.
0: That's awesome.
1: It's very, very fun. I get to be a musician in a different way and score moments. You're a bard. The yes. Yes. <laughs> Actually, the character I play in. of course
0: (laughs) makes it makes sense um for multiple reasons um (laughs) i I, yeah the only reason i know that term is because of the witcher so um
1: ah yes
0: and that character is very interesting in that show anyway uh (laughs) i digress um (laughs) thank you so much again Hmm. uh and everyone, go follow what he said. It'll also all be in the description. You could follow us too, but I mean, <laughs> uh, follow JM
1: Radio. These guys are the realest.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, all of our social media is at JM Radio Pod. Uh, we'll post random music news and also where to find all the playlists and our, obviously, our podcast. But thank you so much, Chappie. Uh and we will see you next week, everyone who's listening. Thank you guys. Mike, you
2: have a send-off? Nothing. Wait, Chappie, say the line. Our, our sign-off is you got some listening to do.
1: That that's the sign-off. I mean yeah.
2: that is what okay. Siegel wants our sign off yeah, to yeah. do, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh thank you guys for having me. Thanks for listening to JM Radio. You guys have got some listening to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that it? Is that it? That, that was perfect. Everything you yeah. said was perfect. <laughs> Let's hope that Craig recorded any of that. Um...